Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I seem to have upset uh, Brian on Twitter who called uh, my statement about the vindication of Michigan and the sign-stealing scandal uh, saying it was absolute BS, claiming uh, scum is vindicated by... <laughs> The scum thing just doesn't do it for me because you, you just put an SC in front of the University of Michigan. I, like, it's pretty weak. It, oh, listen, in fairness, the worst part of the Ohio State-Michigan feud at this point is everything other than them referring us referring to them as the school up north or them referring to us as Ohio. Like yeah, I mean, that's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll be playful with the team up north and all that stuff, but, I mean, I'm not – not blocking out like the M's on my Twitter account. Yeah, it's a li- well, honestly, I'm just too lazy. But getting back to his central thesis, saying they bleeping cheated and everyone knows it. Every single one of their accomplishments comes with an asterisk the size of a Houston Astros trash can. Uh, one, there there isn't an astro. There's an, an asterisk on the Astros. Say that there what's, is what's no. What, what sort of Astro? There is no asterisk on the Astros. Nope, not trying it again. Um, two, I think this just comes down to how much you actually care about the sign stealing. And I, I don't, uh, all due respect to Brian, it's, it's certainly your prerogative to be upset by it. I just am not, that's not why uh, guys, did you not watch last night's game? They were the superior team in the trenches, maybe in all of college football. They went, they, they went up against Bama and overpowered them in the trenches. And Jalen Milrow is not a perfect quarterback. It doesn't matter. They made him look like the worst version of Jalen Milrow. And last night, they took... A, a, a Heisman Trophy finalist, a guy who easily could have won the Heisman Trophy. And I think a guy who should have won it, but that's and my I my think opinion. he probably should have won it, too. Um, and made him look like a very mediocre um, group of five quarterback. I just... I don't think it mattered that much. I really don't. I, I, think, I think this team overcame more. I don't know why it's so hard to give them credit. That's not now. I'm not speaking specifically to Brian, but like you can say, like like you mentioned, you respect Jim Harbaugh. I don't know how you come through this and look at what the guy's done, and now San Diego State as a head coach, Stanford as a head coach. Was, I think it was San Diego, wasn't it? I think you're right. Stan, San Diego, then Stanford, then San Francisco in the NFL, now Michigan, and if he goes back to the NFL. Guys, I, I think he's going to win again. Like, I think he's just a great head coach. So I I just can't really be that upset. Like, I 
I can be concerned about Ohio State's direction. I mean, the guy would probably have a, a Super Bowl victory had, it, had the lights not gone out. I was just going to ask yeah. you guys, if he goes to the NFL, say he takes the Chargers job of all jobs, mm-hmm. how many years until he's in the AFC title game? I would say... That's in like the next few years. I would say two years tops. I was going to say two years. Uh, especially in that case, if he goes to a place where the quarterback is already... Like if he's got pick. like a top ten quarterback, like he he'll be there. Yeah, like like honestly, okay. I I've used Buffalo with with what's going on with Sean McDermott. I've used that a few times. Um, I think if you put either Mike Vrabel or Jim Harbaugh as the head coach, I would I would say they have a significantly better chance next year of being in the AFC title game than if they bring back Sean McDermott. And maybe that take doesn't age well. Maybe they yeah, McDermott's a, a really good coach, but like he's not Harbaugh. Yeah. Well, and they just hadn't gotten him to the and, 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 and got all, him over the hump. And also, like Harbaugh's been a head coach a lot longer than Sean McDermott. Well, and in in different environments, right? That it, just to yeah, me is mean, so it, rare. Yeah, and the thing too is like Harbaugh coached in college. He's coaching the pros now. He's back in college, and so the thing about coaching the pros now is you're dealing with different personalities than it was 15 years ago like you ask who was it we talked about today keith that was talking about um oh it was uh mike, mike smith right who said i can't coach these days because the kids are different mm-hmm. well harbaugh knows how to relate to young people yeah and, uh, and veterans because he's done he's done it all kind of alarmingly that he can relate to that many generations people of act football like, players people act like he can't relate i mean he 100 yeah. percent relates i actually i think so I think what works works for Harbaugh is he's a bit of a Martian, but I think he leans into it. I think he's a Martian around the media. I bet she's a bit of a goober. I, 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 goober you, makes it seem heavy-handed. Do you read some of the jokes that they said the players like, – going into the Rose Bowl, they were interviewing some of the players the week of the game, mm-hmm. and he was doing the uh, some of the jokes that we can't say on the air. Yeah. Players said he says them all the time. Huh. <laughs> uh, D-something, as it were. Um Here's the question I wanted to ask Ohio State fans. And I want you to be honest with yourself, and I want you to be honest with us, but you can give us a call, 216-474-0092. Is an Ohio State fan, do you want Jim Harbaugh to leave? Oh, I do. Why? Because he's really good. I just got this rivalry back. And I know that there weren't a lot of blowouts. Now, now listen, granted, I, I wouldn't mind being able to um, you know, give Ryan Day another shot at at Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Number one, if he doesn't win, then we get our new coach. And number two, if he does win, then we just beat the defending national champions. So for me, I hate the other guy leaving on a high note. Like I, I know, I know Jim Trestle didn't necessarily leave on a high note because of the the stupid tattoo gate, but like he left having kicked your ass for a decade. Urban Meyer left, having completely demoralized you as a football program, including beating Jim Harbaugh, I mean, just damn near every second he possibly could with uh, in, in Ann Arbor. Or sorry, in uh, when he was in Columbus. So, like, Jim Harbaugh leaving without Ryan Day or uh, without Ohio State re- uh, avenging this last three years, yeah, it almost gives him him the leg up, like, yep. Yeah. Oh, it's the gotcha. ultimate bleep you. Well, and I do think, like, it cheapens the idea of beating Michigan next year, even if Sharon Moore's the heir apparently just takes over and, and goes off. But I think more than that, like, psychologically, I think Ohio State fans need to beat 
Jim Harbaugh. And so I think there's a lot of people out there who would say, just get him out of here. I think that's the ultimate loser mentality. I really do. I I think if you I think if you have if you if your thought is just get him out of here because we can't beat him, to me, that's that's again, that's the same logic that the defeated Michigan teams used forever. Like, well, I don't care if Jim Tressel really should get fired for this or should get walked out of the building. He kicks the crap out of us and I don't want to play him anymore. That like I remember those takes from Michigan fans. That, were we on air when that happened? I know we were on air when Urban got the job. Were we on air when, when Tress got fired? Because I, I definitely remember hearing no, Michigan fans. I was fans. in Columbus. So, but I definitely remember Michigan fans not wanting any part of Jim Tressel and didn't care how he, how he went out. I care, man. Yeah, that was like 2010, right? Yeah. And we launched in I think late it happened on a holiday. Yeah. I remember going in on like a Monday holiday. Good Lord. But no, I, I, I don't want Jim Harbaugh to leave. Was that Martin Luther King Day? It's a simpler time. I remember. I remember I was like not even in media at the time, and I went on SportsCenter. Nice. I think you started out too high there. You got to bring it down a little bit. Yeah, right. Right? I don't know that was that great on it. Little did you know, 12 years later, you'd be working with this slap ass. Poor bastard. And then they brought me on outside the lines. Yeah. That wasn't great. It was uh, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Memorial Day, yeah. Very close to each other in the calendar. May. No, I, I just don't want I, – I, that's the number one reason why I don't want Jim Harbaugh to leave. And I, I think I think it's embarrassing if you're an Ohio State fan saying we can't beat him. I think that shows a fragility. And, and honestly, this isn't an Ohio State problem. I think it shows a fragility in blue Fragile. blood fans. That must be Italian. But in, uh, in blue blood fans – you, you lost three games in a row. Guys, that's nothing in the history of this rivalry. It's three years. You can get it. This isn't, and, and again, it's not Ryan Day. I'm sorry, it's not John Cooper. It's not the end of the Earl Bruce era. It's not the pre-Woody Hayes era where, uh, was it, Fielding Yost kicked your ass for like 30 years? There's some Michigan coach from like the aughts to like the 40s that just beat that booty. 216-474-0092. As an Ohio State fan, do you want Jim Harbaugh to leave? Let's go with Jim. Welcome to the show, Jim. Hey, guys. Uh, I don't care if he leaves or he doesn't leave. Look, I, my point initially was going to be, you know what? Let the Michigan fans, let them celebrate the, the – there's no cheating. Look, they're the winners. Anybody that's complaining about they can just point to him like, yeah, you're a loser. You lost. That's what we would have done. It's what winners do. But, Nick, I don't think you're being honest here when you're talking about – you're like, oh, I just got the rivalry back. You're not a fan. That'd be like you would never say that about Pittsburgh. You would never be like, oh, "I wish Pittsburgh and the Browns were good at the same time," and they go back and forth winning and losing. No, you don't. Well, no, 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 no. no I did every, want every- no, Jim. For for like 20 years, I did want the Browns and Steelers rivalry back when they were putting boots to your ass for 20 straight years. True, but you know what I'm saying. You would never say that about the Steelers. You'd never be like, "I really wish the Steelers were better," so that the Browns and them would alternate, go, you know, winning back and forth. Nobody really wants that. You want, I, to pound your, you want to pound your rival every time you play him. Yeah. I, beat well, their teeth in. Okay, so one, I actually disagree with you. Like, I think I, I, yeah, I, I'm I, envious I, of Baltimore I, and Pittsburgh I miss, for the last I, 20 I, years. I miss Brady Hook. I'll be honest. You do? You you miss uh, uh, the, 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 the futility of Michigan for 15 years, Jim? Thanks for the call, buddy. Yeah. That's weak sauce. 
it's weak sauce? Yeah, I no, I I'm sorry. There's something about a and I think listen, all due respect to the Pittsburgh Cleveland rivalry or the the Pittsburgh Baltimore rivalry. Well, from like eighty five to ninety seven, they won like eleven of twelve games. Well, yeah, but like to me, the best moment was actually it was uh, it was Trestle versus Lloyd Carr, where it felt like I love, I love Grandpa Lloyd. I can't hate him, Michigan man. I actually love Lloyd. Lloyd was, uh, yeah, I told you the story, right? I, I went on a visit up there. I, I did not know that, no. And they offered Lloyd, I sat in Lloyd's office. He offered me a scholarship, and he says, there'd be nothing better than going to Columbus with a fox in maize and blue. So which one of your uncles said you're not going to do that? All of them. All of them? His grandson's going to Notre Dame. Good quarterback. Lloyd is that Carr. the same? Is that the same grandson? Lloyd Carr's grandson, CJ yeah. Carr. No way. That's pretty cool. I like Lloyd Carr a lot. But no, getting back to it, no, I don't miss that at all. No. I, I think there's there's nothing worse than being in a rivalry that's one sided. It's cool for like a couple years, but like in a there's one game. There's one game a year. And when that game is either fails to be compelling or when it's one sided, it loses its luster. Like honestly, the best thing about Ohio State and Michigan, or Ohio State winning three straight or uh, losing three straight times, is the games have actually still been compelling. If these had been blowouts, good God, it'd be horrendous. So like I, I walked, I, I watched the show Succession. Mm-hmm. Do you watch it? Uh no, but I I know the references. Okay, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. It's a really good show. So it's one of those things where I really like Billions, and when Succession came out. I know there, similar. there are people who, who feel like Succession is the better show, but it's already it's kind of already in line with Billions, and I was like, I think I've seen enough wealthy a-holes. Yeah, but Billions is more based off of Wall Street. Billions is, yeah. I mean, the Succession's based off of uh, Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. Yeah, and Fox. But uh, anyway, I, I didn't know Kieran McCulkin was the kid in Home Alone that played Fuller. You didn't know that? No. No, they look so much alike. It just one's got darker even, hair. I wasn't even thinking that though. There's there's a whole tribe of Culkins out there. All the Culkins. Yeah, they've got there's like uh there's Rory who was it, like he was a kid in signs. Like the little boy in signs. Did I just blow your mind? Were, were their parents just like putting these kids out there to like auditions every day? Turns out, yeah. Turns yeah. out not great, Bob. But like I think they have an older sister that was an actor. There I think there might have been a fourth Culkin. Oh, sorry, sorry, fifth Culkin, fourth Culkin son. Yeah. There's just a bunch of little Culkins running around just acting their asses off. Well, Kieran just got a golden globe yeah. for the uh the role he plays in succession. It does make you wonder if he's finally become the more noteworthy. successful. I mean at this point he is, yeah. Because because McCauley just doesn't act. Macaulay Culkin is, is just chilling on that home alone money. Yeah, bro. And Man, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure that, that home alone money ain't, ain't bad. Yeah. It, so there's a couple older ones, but there's seven siblings total. And if, Macaulay is 43. You didn't know that? No. And honestly, he actually, it's so funny because he looks so much older than we remember. But, and he finally started to look like he's a 30 year old man. He still looks way younger than most 43 year olds. Gotta say, though, man, for a movie that came out, what? In what, like 1989? I think it was 1990. Or 1990. The first Home Alone, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. first Home Alone. There's not many movies from like the early 90s that hold up as well as that does. It's the perfect movie. It's like the perfect movie. You have ever, and if you if you ever figure out, if, if you ever watched the movies that made us? No. 
It was the most dysfunctional process to get that movie made. You know what's crazy about that? I did see something the other day on, again, my Instagram algorithms. They provide me with certain things. <laughs> and one, one of Specific them. Specific set of content. Yes. But no, I, I saw this, this account. It was a video talking about how they made that movie. Mm-hmm. You know they made the house out of a high school gym swimming pool? I think I did know that. They yeah. built they built it in a high school gym swimming pool because they flooded the basement. Yep. And like the school was I don't know if it was abandoned or something or whatever it was or whatever, it doesn't matter. But they built the house in the swimming pool. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And I just got to say you were talking about it holding up. It's also one of the best cast movies of all time. 100%. Like Catherine all, O'Hara. Like here's Catherine the thing. Catherine O'Hara became a star like she was a star then. I mean, and then she becomes an even bigger star with Bleep's Creek. A sign of a really fun movie. And all kinds of other stuff. A really fun movie is if you change the focal point one person over, how if the movie would still be cool. Yeah. If you made that from his dad's point of view, and we actually knew his dad. His dad gets jobbed. John Hurd was a great actor. And he's just kind of token 80s dad in Token's that movie. Token's 80s dad a-hole. And um, apparently works for the mob. That's speculation, but I think it's fair. Um, but like, if you make it from his vantage point, it's awesome. If you make it from mom's vantage what if you point, made it from uncle Frank's vantage point. What if you make it from Buzz's vantage point? Got this dweeb brother that keeps screwing everything up for him. Well, they got new beaches. Oh man. Honestly, not in the winter. Honestly, we need, you know, Disney keeps coming out with these little series. We need an uncle Frank series. We need like a prequel. I need to figure out the exact moment where uncle Frank became the biggest a-hole in the world. Why was he such a mooch? So, all right, this is another question. Is he really that bad of a person, or is it just for, or we're just seeing the movie from the kid's vantage point, and he doesn't like his uncle? Like, is there a world where Uncle Frank's actually a pretty good dude, just having a bad day, or two days if you watch the second one, and you just, maybe he's just not having the best day, and he's actually a respectable dude? Also, you ever had, a, like, a holiday party where, a, like, a, a police officer in full uniform walks in and says, hey, we're just checking out the house? No, you can't. I don't, can't can they no not sense. just walk in the, the damn house? He just walks in. Yeah. That should have been a. Honestly, they were a little distracted. As proven by the fact they left their kid at home, home alone, uh, you know, and, and, and flew. Like, that's a problem. Flew to Paris. And how do you have that many people in the house and not get enough pizzas? And how do you. When not, you have that much money. And how do you not get more than one cheese pizza? Honestly, yeah. honestly, that many kids, I guarantee you, nobody else was eating the so meat like, lovers or anything else. You you got kids. I got kids. Huh. My kids bring friends over. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not ordering pepperoni pizzas. No. It's, it, I order like five large cheese pizzas. Yep. And sometimes you get a double cheese. But that's the safe play. Yes. With kids, especially with kids that aren't your own. If Everyone's going to eat a cheese pizza. Yeah. I guess say. Got a lot of questions. I, I feel like we could do like an expose. Like We I, should do a podcast about it. Honestly, I would love to do a movie podcast, but it'd probably just be a ripoff of the rewatchables because that's kind of the perfect movie podcast. But the first movie that I would break down extensively is Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Pesci. I mean, Daniel Stern is amazing in that. Can you, God, believe, can you believe Daniel Stern in that movie was 35 years old? No. I, I can't tell if that's young or old. It makes me feel old. Oh, yeah, because we're older. Oh, damn. Hi, da- damn. I just like that Joe Pesci went from playing. Uh, like every every mob member yeah. ever and then to this guy. Who's from Goodfellas to that. To, to a holiday flick. I don't know you could be more. Like, 
in terms of playing bad guys, that's pretty diver- pretty diverse. Like you go from uh, Marv, no, Harry, to who's just kind of a bumbling goof. I also have takes on whether they're good robbers or not. And then you go to play just an evil, sociopathic gangster who's like, there's a lot of like sympathetic characters in that story, and Joe Pesci's is the least. I'll also watch Raging Bull. He's not really a criminal in that. He ain't a good dude in that one either. Wouldn't you like to see the movie also from, from the perspective of old man Marley? Man, I bet. I, I got to say, we that didn't poor get guy. We, I mean, didn't we, get thought he was, we thought he was like this bad guy the whole time. Yeah. And honestly, like South just, Shovel Slayer. Just turns out he's just not good at communicating with his son. Who can't like who that movie's relatable on 12 different levels. And how good that mac and cheese look. Honestly, and he never got to it. It's the pizza. It's a pizza. A little Nemo's? A little, little Nero's. Nero's. Every, little every Nero's, time yeah. they show it. Oh, man. Now I'm going to have to go home and watch this. This is what you do to me. We are talking Ohio State-Michigan and the rivalry. 216-474-0092. If, if you could... No, there's no remaking that movie. If you could reframe that movie from one character's vantage point, would it be Harry and Marv? So I guess in that case it's two. Would it be the parents? Would be that dastardly Uncle Frank? i got to know more about Uncle Frank. Everyone wants to know what the dad's doing. I got to know what makes that guy tick. Because that dude is tightly wound for a man that is apparently very frugal, which means he probably does have money and it has a beautiful family. Because that the oldest girl in there with the beautiful uh, raven hair, the the most beautiful girl in the movie, that's his daughter. What he's, about, he's what about Gus Polinsky? The polka king? Polka, polka. God bless you, John Candy. Yeah. We miss you. I was thinking about John Candy just randomly the other day. Ben! Your favorite, the, what's your favorite John Candy? Yes. Yep. All right. What's up, Ben? Uh, last point, I, wanted, I wanted to talk about the rivalry and Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. So first, I believe a rivalry has to be competitive. Um, for instance, like when the Browns suck, then Baltimore became Pittsburgh's bigger rivalry. And I think with Ohio State, like when we dominated Michigan, I was more interested in playing like SEC teams than worry about Michigan. And then the other thing, Jim Harbaugh, like, I, if he goes or stays, it doesn't matter. But I kind of disagree with you, Nick. But he has a lose. I think he's, what, four and five for Ohio State. So it's not like he dominated us. So even if he leaves, we still have a winning record versus him. Now, Urban and Trestle, they walked away dominating Michigan. He, the only rebuttal I have to that is he got the last word in because he won the last three. And I, and I think yeah, that's yeah. something that Michigan fans will flaunt and disregard the four and five overall. No, that is true. I wouldn't want him, yeah, him walking away with national championship is, I think, bitter for us. So I'd like to beat him. Ben, real quick, oh if God. we could reframe Home Alone around one of the other characters from the first movie, who would you want to see? The, what, what would make the most interesting movie? What about the, um, was it Buzz? Is that and The older brother? Buzz, your yeah. girlfriend. Oof. <laughs> I also, He's a pretty interesting character. Ben, I appreciate it. I also wonder if his, his girlfriend was really woof. Or again, just little brother looking at that. And what does a ten, eight-year-old kid know about attractive women? Very offended for Buzz's uh, lady friend. John. 
Do you miss the days where where Michigan... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, was was a uh, was it a pushover in the rivalry? Hey, I'm not. I'm not too worried about the rivalry. I kind of agree with you. It's good for the sport to be competitive. I mean, we got the first uh, fourteen playoff natty. They got the last. I will say two things, though. Like, it's going to be okay. I see a lot of people panicking about Ohio State, but they're getting a lot of their defensive pieces back where Michigan is losing a lot of their senior guys. And the thing that happened with Michigan over the past two to three years with the brotherhood is what we are seeing currently with a lot of these guys from OSU that could be going to the NFL that are staying. But they want that Big Ten championship, and they want to beat the team up north. And then we got Jim Knowles, who's only going to continue being better. And I think the offseason moves that we've made, getting the offensive tackle from – uh, Alabama and bringing Will Howard takes off the pressure of Aaron Nolan, and um, and if he he doesn't get to face that pressure, and Aaron, uh, Will Howard gets to face it and increase his draft stock, and then last night you got one of the best backs in college football and Christian Judkins coming in, and if Henderson is gone, even if, if Henderson isn't gone, but even if he is, we are fine. Uh, we got Carnell Tate and true freshman recruit Jeremiah Smith, but the one thing that the second thing I wanted to say that really is tough is it does think that the rivalry becomes less intense after this year due to the fact that like there isn't as much weight with the 12 team playoff and that Michigan won the last really big one. Like it's no longer a must win. Uh, one of the two teams, if they just lose to each other, they can still make the playoffs. And obviously the atmosphere will still be intense, but just not as much pressure as it used to be. You can lose a big game in your end. Um, unless they play off in the play in the playoffs in the future, it won't be as intense. What do you guys have thought? John, appreciate you, buddy. Um, I mean, uh, when people say it's not going to be as intense, I actually think it opens up to a different level of intensity, which is that you play each other in November, and there there's going to be a time likely at some point in the college football playoff where, where you actually play each other in the playoffs. And I, I really hope the College Football Selection Committee protects rivalries, meaning that the only time you see Ohio State-Michigan or Georgia-Bama or any of the truly great rivalries, um, Bedlam, I don't know, but Oklahoma-Texas, like the only time you see them is in the Final Four. But getting to the greater point, it's still going to matter. 
Like, guys, the difference between being the number one seed and the 10 seed, or in this case, this year it would have been what? One versus eight or one versus six, something like that. That's gigantic. The implications of being the one seed or the six seed. So I, I think some of that's been, I, I think sometimes college football traditionalists can go overboard in the panic of, well, it's not going to be like this. Well, yeah, but there are some things that are actually improvements. Like, for everything that's been said about NIL and the transfer portal, this was the most level playing field in college football we've had in a hot minute. Like, there was no true, and this is, you know, this has kind of been used to discredit Michigan. There's no true one team that was a Bama or a Georgia or a true, you know, the unbeatable team, and we're like, all right, it's that team and maybe two other teams. This year, and would have been the perfect year for 12 uh, teams this year, because I think there were eight teams, eh, maybe closer to six or seven teams with a legit playoff gripe, and that would have made for an explosive final couple rounds of the college football playoff. Let's go with Nick. Nick, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Nick, what's going on, my man? Not much, buddy. Nick, how you doing? Not too shabby. Dustin, how are you? What's happening, Nick? Not too much. I got a fun fact about Buzz's uh, woofy girlfriend, if you guys are interested. I'm uh, ready. My body's here, ready. I'm here so, for all of the fun facts. Oh, yeah. these are. This is about Buzz's girlfriend. So <clears throat> the people making the movie knew that, you know, the fate of Buzz's girlfriend wasn't going to be too kind. So they actually, I can't remember who's the director or the producer. but oh, I might have heard, I might have heard this actually. Go ahead. Yeah, put a put a wig on their son and made him smile real cheesy like that. If you can like find a still of that shot of the picture, so it's not even a girl. It's actually the director or producer's son. I actually kind of like that better. Yeah, like and thank you for the call. So yeah, I, I had heard that at one point. So I was in a play in college, and one of the characters. Oh, oh. Huh? Wait, you were in a play? Yeah, I was in multiple plays. I was the star of a play. Why are we just now hearing about this? I believe I've let you know about my thespian tendencies multiple times here. Well, we heard about your thespian tendencies all the time, but not not necessarily that you were in plays. But there was a well, yeah, that's but I'm acting like that's what you do. What do you think I acted in? You think I was just walking down the road in character like Daniel Day Lewis? How did you get in uh, this area of interest? Did you take a class or what? Uh, no, I started in church plays, and then in college I tried out, and uh, turns out your boy's a bit of a ham, and it worked out very well. Yeah, you uh, are a ham. Now all that and also a porker. That being said, there was a there was a character in one of the mo- the, the shows called Lysistrata, and it called for a big, burly, unattractive woman as one of the, the secondary characters. And rather than put a female in that position, I actually I, I offered to play that so that so it would you played the woman. Yeah, so the ugly, I, I you played the ugly woman. Yeah, I didn't want some there, uh, some other things uh, going on in your life right now you'd like like tell us about? No. It is twenty twenty four, Keith. No, I'm telling you, that ain't happening. This this does not this does not work as uh, anything other than what it is, which is Paul Bunyan. Not doing some shows at uh, night. If it, I, at this point, if it got me some cash, I might. But no, I'm not. But no, so I I, I I'm right there. The fact that the 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 producer's son stepped up, and so it didn't have some girl being embarrassed. It's a classy act there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.